Collective Cast number 15. What is Podcasting 2.0? You're tuned to the Collective Cast. Agents of the Collective strive to fight, adapt, and grow. Whether facing the evils of the world or those within ourselves, we support one another and leave nobody behind. And now, here's your host of the Collective Cast, The Cryptic Chameleon. Hello everybody, yes, my name is Chris, also known as The Cryptic Chameleon. Welcome to The Collective Cast. This is a show where normally we talk about either my personal uh, mental and emotional health journey, or we would like to eventually feature your stories of times that you faced adversity what you did to overcome it, and what you learned about yourself in the process. However, this episode is going to be a little bit different. We're going to be breaking from the normal format here to talk a little bit about podcasting 2.0. Before we do that, I just want to throw out the reminder that if you have faced adversity in your life and want to share that story, the best place to do that is feedback at collectivecast.com. If you only want to share it as an email, I can read it on the air for you. Or if you would prefer to actually be interviewed, we could set that up as well. So again, feedback at collectivecast.com. So I hope everybody's having a good February. And while we're in this second month of 2022, I figured that it would be good to talk about something else with a two in it. Something that I've been... uh, talking about a little bit during every single episode of this show, and that is Podcasting 2.0. Now, before we can really dive deep into what Podcasting 2.0 is, we need to talk a little bit about what podcasting actually is and a little bit of how podcasting works before we can actually go into what why is podcasting 2.0 different than that. First, I'm going to start with a little bit of a brief history of podcasting. Podcasting started sometime, and I don't remember the actual uh, years, but Adam Curry definitely would, sometime between 2003 and 2006. And it all started off with something called an RSS feed. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But basically, podcasting started officially back in uh, 2000, between 2003 and 2006, when... Adam Curry and David Weiner came up with the ability to add an mp3 file enclosure or a file enclosure to an RSS feed allowing people to download content automatically. What is an RSS feed? Well that's an excellent question. Or maybe John C. Dvorak would say that's not an excellent question, but I don't care. It is actually an important question because it is the core of how podcasting works. Most of the time, people just go into a podcasting app on their phone or um, or use a web-based app now. They search for the podcast they want. They click on the follow or the subscribe button, and boom, they get the episodes. But how that actually works is a little bit different. The key part about podcasting was what's known as an RSS feed. Websites use RSS feeds, which uh, stands for really simple syndication, as a way of pushing content from the site out to other people. Think of it this way. 
back when people used to actually subscribe to newspapers and magazines, you would pay whatever your monthly fee is, and you wouldn't have to go to the newspaper stand to get your newspaper or magazine. You wouldn't have to go to the grocery store to get it. No, the minute that that publication had released the content, printed it, and got it shipped out, it would come directly to you. You didn't have to do anything. And in the early 2000s, that's exactly part of the Web 2.0 change where we started seeing systems like blogs or we started seeing news websites like CNN, NBC, Fox, CBS, all of these different news sites that constantly had new news articles showing up. Well, not everybody wanted to go directly to those sites to get the new material. So that's where RSS feeds come in. RSS, once again, really simple syndication, is a series of tags and they're called tags because this is a programming language. So uh, think of a tag as a box to store information. On one side of the box, you have uh, some, you have a way of opening the box, so to speak. And on the other side of the box, you have a way of closing the box to, to kind of contain the data within that space. That's what tags are. Uh, a language that uses tags in uh, internet uh, are on the internet commonly is HTML or hypertext markup language. It's the framework that makes all of the internet actually work. Similarly, RSS feeds are made out of XML programming language or extensible markup language. Now, the important part about RSS feeds is not just that, th that it's what makes podcasting possible, but it's that it is something anybody can set up. If you can set up a WordPress site, if you can go to uh, the, the, the big podcasting advertiser Squarespace and set up a website there, then you can get an RSS feed. Most of the time, the software does it for you. So you don't need to do anything to produce the RSS feed until it comes to podcasting. With podcasting, you do need to have some kind of plugin to create the extra fields or tags within the RSS feed. In the past, there were really a limited amount of tags, and they've largely stayed the same since the early 2000s. The key one being the file enclosure saying, hey, you can get this file from this place. This file's available to you. And that's something people don't realize about podcasting. It's not limited to audio podcasts like the one you're listening to now. In fact, most podcast players can actually handle video as well. And there are a whole bunch of other possibilities that we'll get into by the end of the episode. But the fact is, is that all podcasting really requires is an ability to set up a website with an RSS feed and an ability to create an, a file to attach to that RSS feed. That's it. So the cool part about podcasting is that it should, in theory, be available to anyone to be able to say anything. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We, we can't say anything out there, though. Mm-mm. No, that, that, that's, that's not safe. That's not brand safe. That's not... That might upset some people in society if somebody has a differing opinion than the common view. They might be spreading, quote-unquote, disinformation out there. Now... I am not extreme right or extreme left. I do not have extremist views as a general course of statement. I lean right, 
but I am not in the alt-right camp by any stretch of the imagination. However, I am going to step aside from all of that as a disclaimer and state that my <laughs> that I believe in the First Amendment, which is the freedom of speech. Now, that does not mean that I believe in the th- freedom of speech to threaten people and to do things that are illegal. No. Uh, slander and anything else that you could be taken to court for uh, threats against your country, threats against other people, that you will rightfully get arrested for. However, just because I disagree with your view, you may very well think that the mole people are going to take over planet Earth and that the mole people have infiltrated the U.S. government. And you might have proof, all sorts of proof, that this is taking place. You know, I might think that you're batshit crazy, but you could say whatever you want. That's kind of what freedom of speech is. However, that's not how freedom of speech works anymore. This is where we start getting problems with the current environment of podcasting. Specifically, it has to do with podcast directories or podcast networks, so to speak. Again, back when podcasting started, it was a series of separate RSS feeds hosted on separate websites that anybody could start and access. And then iTunes became a thing. And Apple basically said to Dave Weiner and Adam Curry, hey, we would like to incorporate this podcasting thing into our iPod product. And um, we were wondering if you had a list of podcast feeds that we could tap into. And sure enough, Adam Curry did. And he gave that over to them. At which point, iTunes kind of became the de facto owner of podcast listings and uh, things of that nature. However, since then, multiple different companies have come up, such as Anchor, you have Apple still in the game, you have Google, you have Amazon, you have Spotify, you have all these different sites that purport to be and or purport to have apps that are the central source of information as to where you can find podcasts. The problem with this is twofold. One, because most of these lists derive originally from the Apple list and Apple has a certain sense of control over that list, anyone can be banned for any reason. Apple can say, your podcast violates our terms of service, we're cutting you off. And let's say maybe you decide not to be in Apple's podcast directory. Let's say you you decided to skip them and skip Spotify and you decide just to go with Google or a couple of other smaller, let's say, directories. It doesn't matter. The minute you do or say something that is uh, outside of the mainstream narrative or that uh, offends somebody or offends enough people that they start emailing, your podcast gets banned, meaning you lose your voice. Not just your voice, but many podcasters have established what you would refer to as a brand associated with their podcast. They make money from it. So the minute your podcast gets deplatformed is the minute you lose your money. For example, I listened to a series of podcasts by a man named Jim Harold. 
specifically Jim Harold's Campfire, Jim Harold's Paranormal Podcast, and several others. Well, now imagine that Jim Harold said something, and trust me, he wouldn't. He's a great guy. Uh, but Jim Harold said something that somebody was offended with. In fact, a lot of people were offended with. And now Apple pulls him off their network. He loses his money. Why? Well, because he has advertisers, and that's how he makes money based on how many people are listening to his podcast and hear those ad reads. And that's the second big problem with podcasting today, is that anything that could potentially upset your advertisers can get you, maybe not banned, but demonetized. So maybe you say something that you shouldn't say about one of your advertisers or a subsidiary of their company. Maybe let's say, for example, Burger King is sponsoring your podcast and you happen to mention on your podcast just because you did that you went to McDonald's for dinner. Well, guess what? Burger King's going to pull their sponsorship or worse yet, if you decide that, um, let's say you didn't mention McDonald's. Let's just say that, um, that you have a view that a lot of people disagree with. They will write to Burger King and say, Burger King, why are you paying this person to say these things that are awful things? We don't agree with this. And then Burger King pulls your advertisement. So we now live in a world where Podcasts can't be accessed everywhere by everyone because you can easily get banned from one of these networks. You can also easily get deplatformed from a bunch of these different platforms that are out there. All you have to do is offend the right set of people or uh, go against the right terms of service and you're done. You lose your voice. The other fun thing with current podcast directories are what I am calling app walls. Spotify is the key uh, player in this right now, which is, hey, person with a popular podcast, we would like you to sign an exclusive deal with us saying that you will only put your podcast on our platform. We will not give you an external RSS feed that people can access everywhere. They must use our app and our technology to listen to your podcast, regardless of how convenient or inconvenient that is for your listeners. Granted, we'll give you a buttload of money, but you have to take all of your stuff down on all the other platforms and remove any conversations that were had around that. This is the problem with podcasting currently. Podcasting is very simple in theory. You could start up a WordPress site. You could start up a Squarespace site. You could start up your own site on your own web server so that nobody could potentially take it down, create an RSS feed, and in theory, you're off to the races. But the problem is, is that all the directories and all the different networks that are out there could easily turn off your signal at a moment's notice just because either A, you're offending their users or a subset of their users, B, you're offending something that your advertisers or their advertisers might be seeing, or C, they want you to be an exclusive on their network so that you cannot just be in the open podcasting ecosphere. This is a big problem. 
The other problem is the advertising and revenue side of things. Maybe you as a podcast owner make money from advertisements that you have. But first of all, how good are the metrics? And second of all, even if the metrics are good, as I mentioned, you could easily have that revenue removed from you. Not only that, but let's be let's be honest about the sponsors of podcasts. Not all of them are bad uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but you tend to hear the same ones over and over again, and they tend not to be top-tier advertisers. Not only that, but as I mentioned, only you, only usually one person ends up reaping the benefit of that advertising. What happens if you have a whole team? Well, in theory, you pay your team, which hopefully you do. You know, I, I have every faith in people that have a huge podcasting team uh, with editors, producers, and all of those other things that they pay those people well, they take care of them, etc. But when push comes to shove, whoever owns the LLC or the company behind the podcast gets the money. Well, what if you could make money and have it automatically go to everyone in percentages so that everybody that produces your show gets paid right out of the gate? That would be cool. Is it possible? Could could somebody perhaps come up with a way that a listener, when they pay for a podcast or decide to contribute to a podcast monetarily, that that money could actually split between multiple people at the same time without any extra effort on anyone's part? Well, the truth is, yes. So, we've talked a little bit about the history of podcasting, the importance of the almighty RSS feed and how that makes podcasting work, and we've talked about a problem several problems with the current podcasting infrastructure, not even to mention discoverability, which becomes a whole nother mess of advertising and SEO and ugh, all that stuff. It gets messy. So we've now talked about podcasting 1.0. What is podcasting 2.0 and how is it different? Well, podcasting 2.0 was started surprise, surprise, by Adam Curry, who in, helped to co-invent podcasting 1.0, okay? And it's an effort to keep podcasting an open platform and to enable value through micropayments. It's also an enhancement or expansion of podcasting features. The fact is, podcasting has not developed any new features within the RSS feed structure since iTunes came out with categories and subcategories, which is sad. Podcasting has been around at least since the early 2000s. All right. I remember having a podcast back in 2006 and nothing has fundamentally changed with the underlying technology since then. That means nearly 20 years of time has passed and nothing new. Nobody has thought to say, hey, let's expand this uh, standard RSS feed and make it into something great. Let's come out with some better features. Let's come up with new ways of connecting with people. Nah, we're not going to do any of that. Instead, we're going to try to figure out how to make more money off of this. How can we constrict it more? How can we put it behind paywalls? And how can we make it so that we have full control over what's being said on our network? Ugh. Okay. So, Podcasting 2.0 
modifies the existing RSS feed structure to add new tags. It includes a new directory called podcastindex.org, which anybody can access, download, and incorporate into their app or create subdirectories based on. So if you want to create a Christian podcasting website that only displays Christian podcasts, all you do is you download the podcast, uh, 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 sorry, podcastindex.org data set, filter it to say only display Christian podcasts, and there you go. It's a very awesome thing, and it's completely open, meaning anybody can add a new feed to this thing at any time for any reason, and many podcast directories are starting to support, or podcast hosts rather, are starting to support this. There are also a series of podcast apps that are starting to support this, which is incredible. So let's talk a little bit about these features. I'm going to start with the more basic ones, and then we're going to get to the complicated ones. First, now I will say, all right, Maybe I wasn't entirely being honest earlier by saying that there weren't new features that came into things. There was and still is the ability to call uh, to insert what are called MP3 chapters. Apple used to call this enhanced podcasts, but chapters are basically exactly what it sounds like. If you have a DVD or a Blu-ray or even a book, you know what chapters are. It's a way to bounce back and forth between different sections of things so that you don't have to fast forward the whole way or rewind the whole way. So you can get exactly to the point that you want to get to um, for a topic of interest that you care about. One of the new features of the Podcasting 2.0 tag set is that you can reference chapters in a separate file called a JSON file. And there are a variety of tools to assist in creating this. Certain new podcast hosts or newer podcast hosts such as Buzzsprout actually have tools to allow you to create chapters right in their own system, which is pretty cool. The next thing is the idea of persons. You have people on your podcast and you have a variety of people. You might have a producer, you might have guests, you might have editors, you might have all these different people associated with your podcast. You can actually now create people and associate them with your podcast, which is pretty cool because eventually that's going to build search capabilities such as being able to search for people that have been featured on different podcasts. So if I wanted to search for Adam Curry, I could find podcasts that Adam Curry is part of. Or if I wanted to search for myself, I could find podcasts that I'm a part of, which is pretty cool. Another tag is the locking tag. One of the big problems with podcasting is that people can steal and do steal content all the time. There are people that will take free podcasts and then copy their data over to Spotify just so they can make money with advertising revenue. A lock tag basically tells all the different other podcast ecosystems out there, no, you can't copy this data. You're not allowed to. So that's pretty cool. You could also incorporate transcripts of all of the things that you're saying in your podcast to make them more accessible and searchable and especially accessible for those who are hearing impaired or uh, because now they can read along, sometimes even within the apps themselves, with what you're saying. One of the coolest features that still hasn't been fully rolled out but is 
but is definitely being worked on right now is cross-app comments. Currently, if you leave a comment on a podcast episode, it's most likely going to be on the podcaster's website. It's not going to show up everywhere in every app. Well, now imagine that you could actually have a threaded conversation for every podcast episode, and no matter what app somebody goes into, they can be part of that conversation without even leaving the app. Or they could at least be directed to where that conversation is directly from the app. The best part is these conversations can operate within an open uh, open infrastructure such as the Fediverse and allow anybody from anywhere from all sorts of different platforms to participate. Another new feature that's being worked on is the live tag. Actually, I think the live tag is actually live now. And what this means is you can pre-create your podcast episode in whatever system that you want and be able to say, here's a feed address where you can listen or watch live as I'm recording this episode. That's pretty cool. So you'll find out that you can listen live to your favorite podcaster if they have a system that allows you to do that. And that opens up some possibilities in the future. Another key feature of Podcasting 2.0, and probably one of the more important features, is what's known as the value feature. Now, you can also set up what's known as funding tags, which will point to your, uh, you know, give me a coffee, your PayPal, whatever. Those are in there too. But Value is a little bit different. The podcasting 2.0 framework is set up to allow streaming revenue. Currently, it's most commonly using Bitcoin, but that doesn't mean that other systems can't be set up as well. Imagine for a moment that instead of somebody having to go to your Patreon to sponsor you or to go to your PayPal, imagine that you have a wallet or a node, as it's called as well. There's nodes and wallets. They're two different things. I'm not going to get into all the terminology. But imagine you have essentially a bucket for Bitcoin or some other payment system. Now imagine that your listeners, as they're listening to each episode, have the option to set per minute an amount that they want to send you. Even better, as they're listening to the episode, if they get excited about something and they think it really has added more value to their life, they can send you what's known as a boost or a boost a gram. A boost is a higher level of contribution that they can make as a one-time contribution at any time. And they can even do it multiple times. On top of that, they can also use the boost as a way of sending messages. Because of the way Bitcoin works, messages can be embedded in payments. And so because of this, people can actually use boosts to send you messages as a podcast or as a podcast host. Almost in the same way that email or social network interaction works. Except they're giving you money to do it. Which is pretty awesome because it's based in bitcoin they can't it can't be interrupted and even more importantly remember earlier how i said well what happens if you have a team of people helping with your podcast and you want them to all get paid 
all of these streaming value or streaming sats as it's called right now, boosts and everything else can be split either at the podcast level or at the episode level by percentage to different people. As long as they have uh, an acceptable, excuse me, an acceptable node to receive those payments. So what that means essentially is that you can receive money from your listeners and it will automatically split to everyone in the proportions you want who participate in the podcast. It means if you have a guest on your podcast and you want them to get a percentage of the payments you get for that specific episode, you can do that as well. It's pretty awesome. Heck, if you wanted to be altruistic, you could set a 10% payment from your podcast to go to a charity of your choice. That's a nice selling point. Last but not least, there's also a feature of Podcasting 2.0 called PodPing. Currently, most podcast directories have to do what they call scraping. What that means is that these podcast apps and podcast directories have to go out to the internet find the RSS feeds, and then pull in the data. And due to recent changes, especially on the Apple side of things, that doesn't work so well. Well, PodPing allows certain podcast hosts and directories to automatically push out the updates instead of just it being fetched on a schedule, which means that the information becomes available almost immediately to listeners, which is really cool. Now, not everybody is going to have access to PodPing at this point, although certain WordPress plugins and things like that are in development for that. Just think of PodPing as an announcement beacon for podcast new podcast episodes instead of having to wait for some system to finally look at your site and pull the information out so that your listeners can finally listen. And that's just the beginning. There are a whole bunch of other possibilities with podcasting 2.0 that people might not even consider or have ever considered an RSS feed and quote-unquote podcasting to be able to deliver. Because you can split money equally across different things or different people when people are listening or sending boosts, you could do all sorts of things. Some of the biggest problem in the entertainment industry, one of the biggest problems rather, in the entertainment industry in general is I want credit for my part in this project and I want to get paid according to the, the rights and the schedule and the contract that I've been included on. This includes especially music, and movies. A music album has the band, you know, the singers, the backup musicians, the producers, the editors, the people that, you know, work for the record label, the people that press the, used to press discs and records, but that doesn't happen so much anymore. But the distribution people, all of those people have to get paid. And it's so deeply embedded into the label system and studio system that it becomes difficult for anybody to get into that system without having to give their left arm in terms of their creative control or ownership of their content. Well, now imagine that you could produce a music album 
release it as a podcast with multiple chapters or even as a single podcast with, say, 10 episodes and each song is its own episode. So in theory, you release this, you can release this for money, but you could also release it for free and let people show you the value in return. And guess what? You could put your producer in there. You could put your mixer, uh, your, 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 your studio engineer in there. You could put your bandmates in there. And you can control how much percentage each one of them gets. In fact, there's already an album that does this. If you go to ableandthewolf.com, that's A-B-L-E-A-N-D, the wolf, so ableandthewolf.com, there is an album there driven entirely by Podcasting 2.0 Technologies. This is also a possibility for movies and documentaries and all sorts of other things because podcasting isn't limited to video. So imagine you want to create a net show. Maybe it is a video show about the news. Maybe it's a video show of you and your friends doing dumb stuff, but you want to make money from it. All you have to do is find a way to tie those videos to an RSS feed and boom, you've got the ability to split you know, payments between your camera guy, your editor, and your friends themselves all in one go. There's possibilities for live streaming as well. Remember that live tag that was there? Well, now imagine that you can have live content that you can monetize and it becomes technically a podcast episode afterwards that can continue to make money. Audiobooks. Audiobooks are another huge possibility here. You release a single quote-unquote podcast and each chapter is its own episode. Or you could release the whole thing as one big long mp3 file and put chapters in and use the chapters as chapters. Either way, you get paid, the author gets paid, the person who reads the book gets paid, the person that mixes the audio for the book gets paid. Do you see what I'm saying here? And the best of all of this is you can't be demonetized from this system because it's completely independent and currently operating off of Bitcoin. There are some other technologies at play as well. There's a separate technology that certain platforms are using called web monetization that uses a little bit of a different technology, but it still follows that same framework. So now that you've heard of all the great features of Podcasting 2.0, and you can currently see them acting in this specific podcast, you might ask yourself, well, so how do I do this? How, how do I get access either as a listener or as a podcaster to these features? Well, the first way to do that is to go to newpodcastapps.com. That's newpodcastapps.com. The newpodcastapps.com website is an extension of the podcast index and lists both hosts and apps that support some or all of these features. So if as a listener, you want to start being able to stream value in real time to some of your favorite podcasters, you want to make sure that you're looking for a podcast app or web app that 
includes the value feature. If you're looking for hosts that can handle this, then you're gonna be looking for hosts that can handle either the value feature or the chapters feature or the transcripts features. And if your favorite app doesn't include this and your favorite hosts don't include these features, then the ball's in your court. Talk to them, send the support team an email, say, hey, I wanna get on board with these new features. I want to see chapters in my podcast that let me skip to the my favorite parts. I want to uh, be able to see images for those chapters. I want to be able to send my favorite podcaster money in real time per minute, even if it's only 10 cents a minute. You know, let's say, for example, that you want to give, you know, $5 an hour or something like that. You can set that up. You have full control over that. Yeah, it means setting up some stuff with Bitcoin, but it's well worth it because then you know that your money is not going through an intermediary. It's going directly to the people who produce the podcast and most likely will get to other people as well, such as Podcast Index to help their running costs and to uh, even some hosts eventually as well. The point here is that everybody can play in this sandbox and everybody can get paid in this sandbox and everybody can get notified of the latest episodes right away in this sandbox. Not only that, but everybody can talk in the same sandbox to each other with cross-app comments using federated or activity pub-based comments. It's a win-win for everybody except for the people who want to make a lot of money and own all of the podcasts. Well, that's not what podcasting was created for. Podcasting was never about having one central directory or several large central directories where you get all your information from. The point was to put the power into anybody's hands to create something great and share it with the world in an automatic way that also allows people to interact back with them. It's about being able to share something of yourself and if other people find value in it, having them be able to contribute value back to you either by sharing your show or by contributing money to you without the fear of you being demonetized because you accidentally said something that offended something somebody or maybe you intended to offend somebody and that's just part of your style as a comedian or as uh, a present uh, a presenter maybe you're trying to offend people just to get a point across and you've gotten demonetized because of that and heck even if you are a bad actor, even if you are somebody that's intentionally going out there and spreading disinformation, well, first of all, because there's cross-app comments, people can start saying, calling you out on your garbage. But second of all, that person still deserves a voice. That's what free speech is about. It's not about having a centralized repository where all the information is scrubbed and nice and squeaky clean. That's called propaganda. It doesn't work that way. You either give a voice to everybody or you give a voice to nobody. Or you give a voice to a select few that fit the standard narrative, uh, regardless of what side of the argument that you're on, and um, those people get a voice. That's not what the internet's for, and that's not what podcasting is for or about. Podcasting is about connecting with other people and sharing what you're passionate about. 
and maybe being able to get a little value back in return for it. So newpodcastapps.com is the place to go to get in on this. You can also go to podcastindex.social and start getting involved with the development of things. I know that I personally use an open source app now to host my podcast. It's called Castapod, and it's an open source platform. The cool thing about it, though, is I'm interacting with the people who build this system. I've reported bugs to them. I've made feature recommendations, and they listen. In fact, I might even be helping them to write some documentation so that other people know how to use their system. Because it's open source and everybody can contribute. This is what real internet community is about. It's not about, oh, I'm going to get offended by this tweet or I'm going to tweet out something. And uh, No, it's actually about real community. Building real community through podcasts means we have to be able to talk to each other no matter what app we're on. We have to be able to comment on the same episode. We have to be able to share value with people. And we have to be able to have systems that are more open rather than more closed. Podcasting 2.0 is the way to do all of those things. So, again, if you like podcasting, and you want it to remain an open platform for the future, please, please, please go to newpodcastapps.com and find an app that at least has some of these Podcast 2.0 features. I might not always have chapter files and everything because it does take some effort to put them together. But I will do whatever I can to keep spreading this message. And in fact, that's kind of part of what the collective's about, being able to share stories and help inspire one another to get through the tough times in life. That's what it's all about. And podcasting 2.0 is adding more and more features every day that not only make podcasting more open, but it just expands what podcasting can do and how it can reach out and connect to more people. So if that interests you, the place to go is newpodcastapps.com. And speaking of value, if you find value in what I'm doing here, please, this is a little bit of an unusual show. It's a primer on podcasting 2.0. This is not the normal stick. Normally I'm talking about my own personal mental health journey, which has kind of been t tough lately. This was actually a good break for me to be able to talk about something different. But tell people about it. Leave ratings and reviews in different apps let people know about the show that's one way of showing value but another way of showing value is yes of course if you do get value feel free to send some monetary value to me as well it can be in streaming sats it can be in boosts or boostograms it can be anything that is meaningful to you that's why i don't say send me five bucks or send me 20 bucks or go to my patreon and sponsor me for x amount per month no you if you get value out of this, you send what you think is a reasonable amount of value in return. And even if that's spreading the word, I'm thankful for that. You can send me nothing in terms of monetary, but if you shout out to me, if you leave me feedback, if you leave reviews and all sorts of other things, that's a value too. So if you're if you're a kid that's listening to this for some reason, 
and you don't have money, that's fine. Or if you just don't feel like contributing money, that's fine. But contribute something. You know, I'm always asking for you to send me your stories of how you faced adversity and overcome that in the past and how that helped you to change as a person or what changed that inspired in you. And if you want to do that, or if you want to reach out to me directly, feedpa- uh, feedback at collectivecast.com is the place to do that. I would love to be able to interview you and feature you on the show. Or if you're shy, I could just read your email on the air. Uh, whatever works for you. So that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and anybody else, because I don't want to just stick to the, the core genders, um, anybody out there, that is a summary of podcasting 2.0, at least as best as I can go through it. And I'm really excited. I'm truly excited about the community that has sprung up about this uh, around podcasting 2.0, the apps that are being developed, and the community on podcastindex.social is absolutely amazing. I've learned a lot. So if you want to be part of that, newpodcastapps.com or podcastindex.org is also a place you can go and podcastindex.social. So there's a lot of places for you to get involved. Please do it. In the meantime, I'm Chris, also known as the Cryptic Chameleon. We'll catch you next time here on the Collective Cast. Take care. <laughs>